project Taryag day 80, Mitzvah Tov Kovav, and that is Losses Zreu Lechayim Bekeva Lechayin, whenever we shecht an animal, and this is not talking about Kodshim, even regular animals, we give the portion of the coin, which is the Zreu, the forearm, the jaw, and the stomach. This halacha applies only to kosher domestic animals, not to wild animals. However, if it's a suffix to us, if it's a behemur or a chaya, such an animal called a koi, which uh, would, one would have to give matanus as well. Now this would be a case if it's not sure where it came from, a sheep or a goat. If it comes from a, a, a deer, which is a wild animal, and a female goat, if that's the case, one would only have to give half the matonus to the coin. But if it was the other way around, and it came from a male goat and a female deer, then the psak of the chinuch is that we would not really give matonus to the coin at all. And this is because we have a suffolk, if, if by animals we consider the zera av, which means the father to be a factor in determining the species of the animal or not. And since it is a suffolk, and therefore, therefore we don't have a lachic validity or grounds to remove it from the Jewish owner and to give it to the coin. This halacha only applies to animals which are chulim, not to kochim. It applies both to male and to female animals. And it only applies to Israelim. Obviously, Kohenim don't have to give these matonis, they're entitled to on their own. And Nevi'im, even though they don't have to give these matonis, but it's not meant for them. And therefore, if they gave, we we don't have to return it to them, but you can't force them to give. It's a Savak in the Gemara of the Nevi'im, are called part of the Am, which means Ka Yisrael. We instructed to give these carbonus. We pass like Rabbi Yechanan who holds that the dinim of the meat which needs to be separated and given to the coin is none of the same din as tevel, which means when it comes to trimmer, until one's given to the coinim, the portion which is due them, everything is also to be eaten, which is not the case over here. The Israelim are allowed to eat the rest of the meat even before they were given these portions to the coin. The reason for that is because by Tevel everything looks the same and therefore the chalik of the coin is mixed within the whole mixture until one actually separates it. Whereas over here it's specific pieces of the meat which are meant for the coin and therefore no one's going to confuse them or mix them with the rest of the animal. These pieces are the forearm which is called Israya is from the lower joint of the leg until the foot of the animal. Similarly the jaw is, and that's the right foot, sorry. And the jaw is referring to from what's called the parakshalechi, which means the bone which comes from the front of the cheek, until the parakshalgargaris, which means the jawbone, until it connects at the back of the animal's neck to the top of the esophagus, as well as the tongue. When we're talking about the cava, we're talking about the stomach of the animal together with the fats, which are around it, even though the minog of the coin was not to take the fat. If the mitzvah, whether it passes there or not, is a machmerkes between the Rishonim. The opinion of the Rif and the Ramban is that it does apply today. 
But since it's an argument, we don't have the right to enforce the salacha and force the butchers to give these halakim to the kohen. These gifts can be given to lady kohenim as well. And even if those lady kohenim have married Jews, they can still receive these matanis. The reason for this is really brought in Chazal at gratitude for Pinchas, who was a kohen and who saved Klai Yisrael in the Mesa of Pa'ar. And the Mesa of killing Zimri was with his hands. The Mesa of davening with his mouth. And where he impaled the two of them, Zimri and Cosby, was the pastor's book of also their stomach, and therefore these three halakim are given to the Kohenim. We learn from Yisra Zechinuch that a person is Makadish Shem Shemaim, is Zech for himself and for all future generations, besides what the himself gets. If he strolls over in this and he shakes his animal without giving the halakim to the Kohen, which are due to them, he's Mavatal as Mitzvah say. And if there's no coin available to receive the meat, then one doesn't have to let it spoil, one can work out its value and give the money to the coin instead. And that's Mitzvah to separate from Gedalia and to give it to the coin. Bidalaisa applies to one's harvest of produce of wheat, of wine, and of oil. Like the Pasuk says, Reishis Tigoncho, Tiroishcho, Vitzorecho, Titenoi. Now these three things, one has to give the first to the Kohen. The Torah doesn't define how much a person has to give. But, and therefore, even one grain, one stalk of wheat, could be enough to absolve him the responsibility for his whole storehouse. Chacham gave a share, and they said that the average is 1 in 50. If a person wants to be generous, he's allowed to give, he should be 1 in 40, and if a person is allowed to give 1 in 60, and we learn it from Psukim in Sefi Yechezkel. The reason for the mitzvah is that the main, so to speak, food that a person lives on, the staples, used to be grain, wine, and oil. And since the whole world belongs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, therefore a person should remember HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the bracha that he gives him, for the food that he blesses him with, and he should separate part of it to thank Hashem, and give it to those people whose duty is to be serving Hashem, which are the Kohanim. And that should be before he benefits from it himself. The very fact that a person is aware of the fact that it comes from Hashem is enough, which is why the Torah doesn't specify a shear in amount. However, Bachamim wanted it to be something which was a significant gift. That's also more area a person more to think about what he's doing why he's giving a, a, a significant percentage away to Hashem. And therefore, being as a person, as a physical person, a, a size or amount makes a difference to them, therefore it's not enough with Rabbanan just to give a mashu a little bit, rather one has to give 2%, which is already something of which we'll take note of, and we'll register that he's giving as a gift to Hashem. Rabban also added to the species one's included to give trimmer from, and besides for the grain, oil, and wine to stipulate, they added as a rule anything which is human food, something a person gr- would store if it grows from the ground, 
that would be chayv to give truma from as well. Even food, which people only eat in times of famine, such as uh, being called karshinim, and otherwise eaten by animals, but since it could be used by humans, one's chayv and truma on that as well. However, if a person originally planted them to feed animals with, the fact that he changes his mind and thinks about them for human consumption isn't enough to mechaive them, and therefore he wouldn't have taken them on it. Plants or vegetables, grains which grow on their own, if they're growing in a place which is guarded, then the person's chayive and trauma before he eats them. If they're growing in the wild, the person's potter. Same thing, everything of Hefka is potter from trauma. Same thing, those species which could either be used to eat or used for seeds to plant more, it would depend on the, tenters, the person's intention in planting them. If they were meant to be eaten as pears and as fruit, then they would be chayiv in trauma, and if they were meant to for the zara, which means to be planted, then they would be potter. The chayiv of trauma only begins when the plants or the grains are a third grown, and doesn't apply to those things which are given to the anim as matanis. So, for example, an oni who takes from Nekachik Chorpeo doesn't have to afterwards separate trimmer from what he's managed to collect. The halacha is when a person takes trimmer, one can't take it with an exact measurement. One has to kind of uh, try and work out without measuring how much trimmer he has to take. Whereas by maestro, a person is meant to calculate exactly and measure exactly how much is high to maestro. One should preferably take the trimmer from the rest of the produce which is in the same place. However, if one's not able to do that, one can take trimmer even on produce in a different place. One's also allowed to appoint the shliach as a messenger to take trimmer on his behalf, as long as the shliach is also somebody who's a Jew and is five in trimmers. Trimmer is eaten by Kohenim, their wives, their children, their servants, and even their animals. However, a lady Kohen who marries a Jew or his children from a Jew cannot eat trimmer. And similarly, even though a non-lady, a non-Koyan lady who marries a Koyan can eat trimmer, with the right says from the time they get engaged, Rabbanon changed it to the time when they were meant to get married. Trimmer with the right says only applies in Eretz Yisrael, and only in a time when the whole Koyan is there, because the passage says Kitavoyo, which means when all Koyan have arrived in Eretz Yisrael, that will mechaivas and trimmer with the right and same in the future, when the whole Kaisal will return to Eretz Yisrael. However, at a time when not all of Kaisal are like in the moment or the time of the second place of Mikdash, the Chi of Trum will only be Midrabon. We have the opinion of the Rambam. The Ravid disagrees. And the opinion of the Ravid is that Truma in Eretz Yisrael is Midraisa even today. There, everyone agrees, though, that the, the takana which was made, the people need to give truma in neighboring lands there is Israel, such as Mitzrayim, or the lands of the, of the East Bank, Arvon and Moab, or Babel, is only Midrabanan. And that's because people there were frequently traveling to and from Israel, or the exact border would get mixed up, and therefore Rabbanan instituted taking truma and Moses from the neighboring countries there is Israel as well. As Israel, first the land of the Kodesh delineated to us its borders in the Torah, and Yeshua gave that to the Shvatim, even though they hadn't yet conquered all of it, as in the various Israel, or any other land which is conquered by 
a king, the Sanhedrin, and most of Kali Israel. However, Kibosh Yachad, which means a private acquisition of a certain group, or even certain Shavit, doesn't have the Den of Eretz Yisrael. Therefore, the lands around Syria, in the north of David and Melech conquered, and Aram, are not considered like Eretz Yisrael, but also not considered Chotz and therefore they have some Dinim similar to Eretz Yisrael, and some similar to Chotz And the reason is because since David conquered those lands before, he had finished conquering all the lands within the borders of Eretz Yisrael, which Hashem gave, then it doesn't have the Din of a Kibush of Eretz Yisrael, a Kibush of Arabi. But had David conquered Eretz Yisrael, all the enclaves which still remained first, and then afterwards conquered other lands, then he could have annexed them to Eretz Yisrael, and they had the Din of Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, even though there's the Chi of Prima and Maitris in these places, it will also only be made Rabbanu. The Lacha is at the time of the destruction of the first base of Migdash, the lands which they had conquered and had become Kodesh of Israel lost that Kedusha, and therefore when they came back in the time of Ezra Sefer and reconquered parts of Israel, they had to renew that Kedusha. When the terminology of the Gemara, the Kedusha Rishonah, the first time that they conquered Israel was not lost in Lavai, wasn't an everlasting Kedusha. And the time they came back and re- restored that Kedusha, which means that the areas which they conquered the second time were Bichayev in those mitzvahs, which are only applicable in Eretz Yisrael. However, as we saw, since not the whole Jewish people came back, according to the Rambam, that level of Bichayev will only be with Rabbana. Those areas where they didn't conquer the second time around, but they had conquered the first, so here also there shouldn't really be a Bichayev promise in Maitreus. But Rabban Mamakhaivat, in order that the Aniv Rent Israel would have other sources of income um, in the neighboring areas. Therefore, the borders of Eretz Israel, which were reconquered in the time of Bayashani, and are significantly smaller than the borders that they were given in the Torah and they had in the time of the Bayashishan. But these are now the areas of Shakadesh for Truma, for Maitis, for Shviz, and other denim which apply to Eretz Israel are from Ashkelon in the south until Akwa in the north and from on the east the city called Rechem until the sea and then going north of Akwa until the place called Ksiv everything which is on the east side of the of that path of that road was considered Choslaret and everything on the west side was considered Israel. when it comes to the north port of Israel, which was called Turia Amnon, which maybe could be another name for Har Hermon. So whatever's on the inside of the slope towards Israel, Israel, whatever's beyond that is not part of Israel. And when we work out the west border being the sea, we take the lowest point, Ashkelon, to the highest point, and we draw a line between them. And therefore, any islands included in the, so to speak, the area where the sea bulges inside that land will also be part of Eretz Yisrael. If a person doesn't take truma from his wine, his oil, or his produce, his wheat, so in a time when he was midaraisa, he'd be invited to the and besides that, to eat the rest of the crop would be tavel, which would be the isser of eating tavel, which carries it to the mitzvah of And in other times or other foodstuffs, there will only be an Isid Rabbana. 
similarly in the land surrounding Eretz Yisrael, or places where the second conquest of Eretz Yisrael never reached, there's a Ichi of the Rabbanon to get from us in Maestras. However, in places or countries further than that, there's no Ichi at all, and therefore there was no one took Trumus or Maestras from Prodigious in other parts of Fos Lawrence. Mitzvah and that is to give the coin the gaze. The passage says, Rashi's gaze, Tzayin are given the first of the shearings of the wool. The reason for the mitzvah, or the case, is the person has five sheep, whether males or females, whether they're lambs or they're already older sheep. Every time he shears them, he's required to give some of the wool to the coin. And once again, the Torah doesn't give the amount the person is required to give. However, the Amaroyim learn that the amount of Rashi's gaze is one out of sixty. However, one has to give the coin a significant amount of wool you can use, and therefore Chazal will give a share of the value of the weight of five sela of wool, because that's enough wool to make out of it a small item of clothing. And the coin can be given the wool raw wool, it doesn't have to be cleaned or combed before it's given to him. The reason for the mitzvah, like it says, by the mitzvah, the mitzvah is given to the Nevi'im, or the Kohenim, and since they're the Mishasim, the ones who are serving Hashem always, and they aren't given property, and they aren't given livestock, therefore, Kodesh Rokh will make sure that all their needs are met, and therefore, as far as food goes, he's given the Shem and the Meisah, and Matnas Bahamim from the animals, which is their ability to have meat as well, and therefore, in order to make sure that they have clothing as well, you get the measures, I guess. For the other needs, same thing, he gives them stayachuza or harabim or pirjana bachar, which so they'd have money or whatever they needed for whatever other need they would have. The mitzvah of measures, I guess, only applies to sheep who have soft wool, which they can make into clothing. However, animals which have a hard wool or hard hairs, which can't be used for clothing, are parts from measures, I guess. And the wool which is high, it doesn't make a difference which color it's going to be. This mitzvah applies both to men and to ladies. Both Yisraelim and Levim have to give register guys. Both in time of the Besam English and even not in time of the Besam English. However, it only applies in Eretz Yisrael and on the Eretz, Which is one of the rules we pass like from the Gemara that is not register guys in the Eretz. And if a person doesn't give the first of the shearings of the wool in Eretz Yisrael, so the coin is being battled this mitzvah. Mitzvah Tov Kuf and that is that the Kainim and the Levim should work on the base of Migdash, but Mishmaris, they should have separate watches or, so to speak, a rotation of when each Kainim would work on the base of Migdash. And not all the Kainim work simultaneously at the same time, except for Yom Tov when all, they, were, they needed much more Kainim to work on the base of Migdash, and all the Kainim came to work together. The Pasuk tells us in the Brayamim, Adavi the Melech Shmuel Adavi separated the various families of Kohenim into different groups called Mishmaris, and they made 24 groups of Kohenim and 24 groups of Levi. That way, each group would have two turns a year, besides the two weeks of Sukkot and Pesach when all the Kohenim work together. The Torah is the value which is the part that each group gave to each other. Now, it's considered each one had sold, so to speak, their rights to be given in specific weeks. The reason for that says the Chinuch, that's partial that anything which is 
responsibility for lots of people to do. Everyone relies on everyone else, and everyone's lazy, and if no one does the job properly. But when you have specific people who have to do it at any given time, in a rotation, then everybody is likely to do their job well. And that's why each one had their specific weeks, so everybody would come and work together. And each group, which was called the Mishra, there was one person who was called the Rosh of the Mishra, who was in charge of them, and he would divide the kind of that Mishra into different groups who would work every day of the week. And therefore everyone would have, their family would have a specific day within the week of their Mishra where it would be their responsibility to do the Avayla of Esamekdash. The Mishmaras used to change every Shabbos. Uh, the one Mishmar began the Avayla on Shabbos morning, and the other Mishmar will continue and take over from Shabbos afternoon. Similarly, the Nevi'im divided Klai Yisrael into 24 groups called Mishmaras, and here also there was someone in charge of each of these groups, they were called the people of the Maimot. And the reason for that was, was because besides with the Kali and Nevi'im who were actively doing Avayla, Chazal felt that Taishon, the Karbonis, were being brought for, should be there to witness that Karbonis being brought. And therefore, these people were the representatives of Israel to be there and witness the Karbonis being brought. In each group, those who were near Shalayim used to come and witness the Karbonis being brought in Vesem Mikdash. Those people further away would gather in the shuls and they used to have special tfilis and scrisitara at the Vanshi Maimut. They also used to fast from Monday till Thursday, like the Gemara says. The division of the Mishmaris on the Amitavim was only for the Kabbalah's Tibur, that is the Tamid, the Musaf, the Echamapanim. But individual people who brought Kabbalah's would be brought up by the regular Mishmar whose week that was. The Kain himself, who denates a carbon, can come up to Esmidish and sacrifice his own carbon whenever he wants. Also, normally the Kain of the Mishmar would share in the pelts or in the skins of the carbonus they shafted. However, a coin who brings his own personal carbon is allowed to keep the skin of the carbon he brings. This is the way the Rambam explains in Nandis Mitzvah. The Ramban disagrees and he says that the Mitzvah, or at least the idea of splitting the coin into groups, was not a Mitzvah, it's a Lachad of Moshe Mishinai. Moshe himself instituted the first four groups from the Lazar, the first four groups from the Samar. And these were added to Balatin Nevim when the Shavit Zakahu in the group. Therefore, even the Torah says that the Kainu can work except for times that they've agreed to that each other take the job. That's not a method to make Mishmaris, that it just deals with the fact that there were Mishmaris and therefore each one had agreed, so to speak, when there would be a rotation that each one would be allowed to do their own.